So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. All right. I think we're good. All right. Coming down. I got yelled at about my camera last week. Hang on. I don't have this problem when we use Zoom. It's just this fucking service that I get all out of whack. And then they tell me I get in the center of the picture. I'm like, well, fuck, I'm in the same spot I'm always in. All right. Here we go. Coming down in three, two. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Wrestling Time Machine by Sports Kita. You can find us right here on Sports Kita's Wrestle Binge and also anywhere you download your favorite podcasts. I'm your host, Mac Davis, along with my co host, WWE Hall of Famer, Teddy Long. Hey, Teddy. Hey, what's going on there, Mac? How you doing today? Hey, man, I'm doing great. And, uh, you know, normally we have Bill here, but Bill is on assignment right now. I believe Bill that uh, who? Bill who? That that Bill guy. You know the Bill? I, I've never liked a Bill. I, every time I saw a Bill, I always threw him in the trash. So, you know. But <laughs> well, I never paid mine. Yeah. <laughs> I know you didn't. <laughs> Actually, I heard that uh, he is on special assignment. He has uh, He's working on location with the uh, Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. So I'm sure we'll have some great uh, stories from that. So Wow, bro. That's great. Lucky for Bill. Jesus yeah, Christ. man. I, I'd rather be with Bill and have him here. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, thanks a lot. <laughs> I tell you what, I'll get Bill to come here on the show, and I'll go take Bill's spot with the girls. How about exactly. that? Exactly. <laughs> hey, uh, look, um, I want to mention, I, I, I don't know that many people have heard this story, and I want to start this off because I got some follow-up questions to a story uh, that you and I talked about on Road Trip After Hours last week. Mm-hmm. And that story uh, was the story you told me about Randy Savage, Dirty Dick Slater, and yourself uh, back in the early days of wrestling. Um, Teddy, can you tell that story? Because a lot of people who are watching this have not heard that story. And I want us to tell that story because I've got some questions for you as we go along that I didn't ask the other day. Well, the story was um, back in the day, it was ever before I even had a job or, if, you know, I was just trying to break into the business, just hanging around the uh, TBS studios. But I had already got in. I'm, like I told my story, you know, at the beginning, when I first got in, I had a chance to meet Abdullah. And uh, I, I started going in the back with the boys because of Abdullah, because I was showing him around and stuff. And so then, like I said, they trusted me and I started going to the ring, taking jackets and coats. And, you know, but to make a long story short, uh i was i met uh dirty dick slater uh, a lot of people a lot of young people don't probably don't know who slater was but a lot oh, of yeah. the, uh, we know oh yeah. and uh so it was dick slater and this is and randy savage well randy was randy Savage before he was ever this was ever before they even thought about macho man this is nwa so uh randy savage had a i guess might have been a 1960 van a white van or something i can't remember what it was surely a four but anyway 
uh, one day that Randy and Dick uh, Slater, you know, we wanted to get some weed. So I knew this guy over in the West End part of Georgia and uh, where we could get the weed. At that time, you could go over and guys running up to the car. They got nickel bags, dime bags, yeah. or whatever. So we ride over to this place and uh, the, to the spot where we get the weed from. So I see the guy. And so the guy sees me. He recognizes Savage then because they, everybody watched the old TBS back then. So uh, he so he got in the car with us. And um, so, golly, he made the worst mistake in the world. He got in the car with us and he gets in and he says to Randy and, 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 and Slater, he says, hey, guys, not only do I have the good weed, I've got the good cocaine, too. So he pulls out this big bag of cocaine, you know, and he shows, you know, to him. Well, I'm sitting in the in the back back there. I'm sitting uh, back. Uh, I think Savage is. Yeah, Savage is in the front. So I'm sitting in the back, me and Slater. So the next thing I I know I look now, I don't know this then, I know now that I see Savage give Slater the office. Okay. And now explain next, what that explain what that means, Teddy. Well, he nodded his head. Yeah. So yeah. when you know, back in when in the K Fabe days, you some guys still K Fabe now, but like I said, but when it was when it was really, you know, serious K Fabe, well, we all we we wanted to do something or had an opinion. We just nod our heads, so we got the office. We knew we knew what the guy was saying. But anyway, so soon as Slater got the office, he hooked the guy right in the sleeper, hooks him right in the car, and I mean, he puts the shoot sleeper on him right there. We put this guy. They put this guy out. They put him to sleep. They took all of his cocaine, everything he oh. had, and we got in the van and we left. Oh, okay, <laughs> that, that's now, a true story. <laughs> and for those of you who have not heard the story, again, we, we told the story originally on Road Trip After Hours, which you can find on YouTube as well. We drop it every Friday, Teddy and I. <laughs> but uh, Teddy, after that story, I actually got a couple of people who asked questions, and I'm like, you know, I should have asked that question. So I'm going to ask you now. First of all, you're in the car. You're taking them to somewhere where you know you can yeah. buy some weed. When they're putting the sleeper hold on this guy, what is going through your mind? Are you thinking, oh, shit. Y'all have just screwed me bad now. I didn't think about them screwing me until I got away from there. It scared me to death at first when I yeah. see it. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, oh, it's, 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 it's looking like a robbery to me. Yeah. <laughs> what it <laughs> <Okay>. is. <laughs> so, I, so the thing is, I could never go back over there. No. I never went back over there in many, many years. And one time I went through there and I think me and somebody, me and somebody, maybe it might have been JYD. I got rested. So we was riding and we was on that air or something. And I was telling Jog the story about that. <laughs> I think that's the only time I ever, ever went back. Man, over man there. you're lucky you didn't get shot, killed. I mean, what could have happened? Well, nobody Ooh. knew it. Yeah. The guy jumped in the car by himself. He didn't have no people with him. Nobody knew it. So he was stupid himself, huh? <laughs> well, this, this back in the day, man. And then he's excited. You know, he's in the car now. TV. I'm sorry. Say it again. I missed that last part. I said, so he was excited too now because he's on, uh, he's seeing now he's with two guys that he's seen on TV every oh, Saturday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's true, too. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I want to go over a list. Now, uh, give me sport ranked 25 of the best talkers of all time in WWE. I'm going to just kind of go down this list. Um, I want to get your opinion because there may be some names missing from this list. And uh, there may be some names that don't belong on the list. Get your opinion. Top 25 talkers for WWE, as uh, told by Give Me Sport uh, here at the ranked 
top 25. Number 25, The Miz, which I do believe Miz is one of the better talkers WWE has ever had. I agree with that. Sami Zayn at number 24. Becky Lynch at 23, followed by Randy Orton at number 22. Number 21 was Macho Man Randy Savage. Where would you put him on Talkers, uh, Teddy, when it came to Randy Savage? Oh, I'd put him in the category of number three or four. Yeah, I, you know, that surprised Wouldn't me. Wouldn't have him I... down there with no 20-something, you know no. what I mean? <laughs> God. Yeah. All right, so the next one after uh, Randy is CM Punk at number 20. <laughs> number 19, Kevin Owens. Number 18, Mick Foley. Followed by Seth Rollins at 17. Scott Hall at 16. Now, I see you shaking your head. Tell me what you're thinking right now as I'm reading these. Seth Rollins shouldn't be in no 17 either. Seth Rollins no. should be right up there with one, two, and three. Okay. Yep. Uh, let's see who else we got. We got number 16. I mentioned uh, Scott Hall. Number 15. This one surprised me. The Undertaker at number 15. Well, I mean, how could you even say that? Undertaker really doesn't talk. Exactly. That's why you know I kept I mean? thinking, why is he even on this list? I'm yeah, sure he it, wouldn't be hurt being left off the list. <laughs> I mean, yeah, right. Because, I mean, he has said things, but the only thing Taker ever said was rest in peace. Yeah, that's it. I mean, you know, so I, no, I don't include him on the greatest talkers of all time. He's one of the greatest workers and uh, characters. Uh, give me sport is the, uh, and where the, are they the from? site. I have no idea. Just the website. That, now, now what, you yeah. just answered your question. <laughs> you have no where they're from. Now, now you know. Let's see. Uh, after Undertaker, we had number 14, Jake the Snake Roberts. Now, Jake is one of the ones I would say was probably should easily be in the top 10. Exactly. Jake was a hell of a talker. Yeah. Number 13. You ready for this one? Yeah. At number 13, Dusty Rhodes. Oh, no. He should be up there in that one, two category, brother. Yes, Not sir. 13. I, I mean, you got a bunch of idiots. I, and I mean, no. Yes, I do. I mean, you guys, whoever made up this list, you just. About as dumb as a brick, it looks like. Let's see. Yeah. After Dusty Rhodes, we have at number 12, Hulk Hogan. Hogan no was a great talker. You know what I mean? He he, he did well. Uh, I think I'd put him up in around five, you know, four or five, somewhere yeah. in there. I agree. Uh, number 11, Vince McMahon. Oh, he's got to go up higher than number 11. I yeah. mean, Vince was great on the mic. You know, you got to put him in at least two or three right there. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the best workers of a heel, uh, even as a just a character in itself, not just on the microphone, but in yeah. the ring. Whatever he did, man, he was hated. He was yeah. one of the top heels ever, as far as I'm concerned. Well, he knew he knew how to sell and he knew how to what he knew what to do. He made it real. That's what I learned from him. You be real you're out there. Yep. <laughs> I, after uh, Vince McMahon at number 10. Now, we're in the top 10 now of the best talkers in WWE, as according to Give Me Sport. <laughs> Give me a break. Uh, here is our top 10 now. Uh, da -da -da, Shawn Michaels at number 10. Did you ever think Shawn was a great uh, mic worker? I, I never considered him really a mic worker. He was good on the mic, but I just feel him more as the guy who did his stuff in the ring. Well, I've never seen Shawn do, you know, like, you know, a real – cold-blooded promo you mm -hmm. know what i mean i knew uh, he's had some I, I i probably i probably seen him and just probably don't remember but yeah. john was always good on the mic too you know what i mean but he wasn't one of these guys you know like we're real forced hardcore promo you know but but yeah. he got but he got his point across all right at number nine edge 
uh, comes in, uh, which he was good on the mic too. But again, I don't know that I would put him at the top 10. I, I mean, he's good, but I don't know that's where he belongs. Number eight, Chris Jericho. Oh yeah. Well, I, I'd keep him right there where he is. You know, yep, he, I agree. He, yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. He was certainly great. Uh, number seven, Roddy Piper. Oh, you got to move him up. <laughs> yep, I agree. Yeah. You got to move him up. Yeah. At number six, triple H. Uh, he he got to move him up too, man. Hunter was certainly great on the mic, man. Yeah, he's up yeah. there in that one and two. Number five. Here's our top five now. John Cena. That's nothing for me. <laughs> I will say that he does get the crowd excited. He can do a uh, you know a rah rah kind of speech uh, when he gets in the ring, and the fans do ignite to that. Uh, but I've never thought of him as one of the best workers on the microphone. Uh, when, of course, that's my age, and it's just a personal opinion. But uh, at number four, and I do agree, he belongs somewhere here. I'm just not sure if he belongs at number four. Paul Heyman. Yeah, he's, he should be up in there because Paul's a great talker on the mic, man. I, yes. Yeah, I mean, all over the years, you've seen what he does. Sometimes right. I think he, he he oversells. He gets a little bit loud, you know what I mean? But that's just him. You know, I had to figure that out, too. You know, that's just his character because yeah. behind the scene, you know, man, he's just mild-mannered, you know? So, yeah, Paul should definitely be up there in that one and two category. Uh, next is at number three, Ric Flair. Great, pro, great guy on the mic. Great guy on the microphone, man. Did hell of a promos back in the day with NWA and stuff. And the reason he was so good, it, it meant something then because there were no writers back then. You know, there was nobody writing that. Flair, you know, whatever he said and what all the other guys said, that came off the top of your head. They kind of gave you the points of what they what you need to talk about, but the rest of it was left up to you. And Flair was a guy that could get you know get that get what that get that point across, and plus make it mean something. And he sold tickets. Let me ask you uh, before I get to the top two, uh, you know, names that they have on this list. Who do you think uh, belongs at the number one position of the best talker in WWE over all the years? The Rock. Well, let's see who's at number two. At number two, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and at number one. The Rock. You're right. The Rock. I, I think everybody will probably universally agree The Rock belongs at number one uh, and number two being Stone Cold. Him and Flair can switch that role at two and three maybe, uh, but uh, I still believe Stone Cold may be a little bit hotter than Ric Flair was on the microphone. Um, Paul Heyman, didn't you start? See, when you start taking these names and really looking at them on the list, you start going, well, I juggled this one here and that one there, and uh, it's really hard to say, but your top three, if you had Three that you had to make at the top three. We know the rocket number one. Who would two and three be for you? Well, uh, Stone Cold uh, Steve Austin would be number two right there, and um, I'd have to go with um, with Hunter with number three because I've watched him with some serious promos, and him and CM Punk had the best promos because basically some of that was real, and that's why I that's why I saw the the you know the strength and, and stuff in Hunter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's why I gravitate uh, to that kind of stuff because I like promos that are delivered that way and how they deliver them. Uh, and, and a lot of times, I don't think people understand that when they're delivering these promos, they're helping narrate the show. And you've got to have somebody that can get a point across, make sense of what they're trying to say, and move on. So the show has a flow. Uh, and that's why it's so important that we have somebody who can really use a stick. And uh, lately, uh, it seems like everybody knows how to use a stick. So. <laughs> yeah. You can use it all day long as you do you know what to do with it. Yes, that's that's true. You know, I don't see when I came to work, I didn't just show up, I showed out. 
Well, yeah, you, you don't want to just collect a paycheck. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, right. Look, the uh, WWE Superstar Spectacular, or Spectacle, I'm sorry, uh, in India, which will be available on WWE Network, and in India on the official broadcast partner, which is Sony Sports Network. Uh, that'll be on Friday, September 8th, the first event in India since 2017. Tickets available at uh, bookmyshow.com. That's at bookmyshow.com. Dot com. Just want to throw that out there if you want to get a hold of that uh, pay-per-view or premium live event. And the uh, rumored superstars are going to include the world heavyweight champion Seth Rollins, women's world champion Rhea Ripley, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Gunther, Jinder Mahal, Veer. Is that how you say his name? Veer? <laughs> the guy, I can't remember. I think that's how you say his name. Senga, uh, I hope I'm saying these names right, Drew McIntyre, Becky Lynch, Natalia, Matt Riddle, and more. There's no mention of the great Kali so far. Uh, and that's something we talked about last week. I, a big draw in India should be something that would be big and go over in India uh, with a star like him. Because in India, the Kali is like the rock is here. Well, you got to understand this. You know, they've done that already with Kali. This ain't the first time they've been to India. So they've gave, you know, they've, they they paid homage to him. So it, it's, you can't just go over to India and every time and you got to think you got to rely on Kali because he's a big star over there. Yeah. You can't rely on that. That, 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 that just not, doesn't, doesn't get it. So you take your own homegrown talent, you know what I mean there? Because these are the people that you're paying your money to each and every week, you know, to draw you some money. So let's leave Kali. They, they know who Kali is, yeah. but they also now need to know this young generation. These are the people that's going to make you money. And so that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't, you know, a lot, wasting their time but there's no reason to have Kali. they don't really would, need it would you focus more on uh people like veer and um yes and uh who am i thinking the other guy I just said his name a second ago uh, Look, and matt Rillo, ginger mahal guy, uh, ginger mahal you know what i mean see what you have to understand this you know they, they 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 know that when they went over there and they put the world title on ginger mahal well they knew that this was the first time or maybe the second time whatever they're going into india so yeah. in order to get that india crowd you got to do something with one of the hometown boys ginger is from there he's a hometown hero so they're gonna come you know what i mean you yeah. see what happens as soon as they come back out of india they took it right off him let me ask you, you know, Jinder did get to uh, the championship and uh, was a champion, but he didn't seem to last too long. Why do you think that was, Teddy? Well, maybe he, you know, what he had maybe wasn't working. You know what I mean? I yeah. thought he was a great heel. In fact, I, I think too. what he's doing now, you know, with those two guys that he's managing now, I think yep. they're doing a hell of a job, man. I really like them. And I really believe that that's Ginger's you know, better role is to be a manager. You know, like I said, he wasn't a bad work in the ring, yeah. but he just, you know what I mean? Sometimes things just don't work. But with him coming out with that language and with the turban and all that, with these guys here, that's going to work for him. That's heat. And uh, I, I think, to me, I think he's in a better spot now. Very cool. RVD, I know you didn't see this because you don't watch AEW, but uh, he made a surprise visit to AEW last week. And appears that he's going to be ready to do a little program uh, with Jack Perry or the former Jungle Boy. Uh, and I'm curious, uh, first of all, uh, any stories with uh, you and RVD that uh, you can share? 
Oh man, I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Me and Rob, we did ride together one time back in the day, a little bit, you know. Only thing I can share with Rob is just, you know, Rob's just an outstanding guy, man. Real mild mannered. And uh he's so nice that sometimes people take advantage of him, you know, and yeah. I've seen that happen to him too, you know, people take kindness for weakness and but Rob is just an all-around nice guy. And the only thing I can tell you about Rob is we had great times and we stayed just as high as kites each and every day. So <laughs> I was about to say, I know he's a moonwalking brother. Oh, yeah. So, you know, so that's so I love Rob, man. The great guy. Yeah, uh, Rob, I, I was really excited to see when he hit the ring because it was like, wow, you know, it's been a long time since I've seen him in the ring. And uh, then I saw but I thought, a... But I thought somebody told me they wouldn't have no old people. Yeah, now look at that. <laughs> look at that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I brother, believe me, I know what this is. Yeah, you know, and I saw RVD put out on social media a video where he was doing that uh, split, you know, with his legs across the like the chair thing. Brother, he can still do that. And I think he is my age. I believe that we're the same age, 59 or 60. Right. And uh, that just amazed me. I'm like, the flexibility, you know, he still has it. He's still got it. And so it's be curious to see how he does in the ring and maybe kind of, you know, give the rub to this young guy and see what happens after all that. Oh, I think he'll be all right, man. I'm, I'm, I'm just happy for him. I'm, you know, just to see him get another chance, you know, in the business, you know, get a chance to get back on TV and, Get going again, man. I that that's great for for Rob, man. Congratulations to him. Ricky Steamboat was somebody else who appeared on AEW programming last week. Uh, he was a special guest referee uh, for the CM Punk versus Ricky Starks match. Uh, Ricky Starks now is a heel, and CM Punk is the face uh, as they are presenting it right now. Uh, but I want to focus on Ricky Steamboat. He still looked great for his age. I mean, my God. Uh, he that guy has never looked old to me, and he always looks like he's in perfect health. You got quit worrying about age. You hung <laughs> up on that for some reason. I have no idea. But you listen, if you keep living, you're gonna be another number next year. Yeah. So it ain't quit worrying about age. People, if you take care of yourself, you'll look like that. Steamboat takes care of himself. He's no druggy. He's no alky. He stays in the gym. You know, he eats healthy. So you know, he got a lot going for him. You know. When, when he was uh, feuding with Ric Flair and they presented it as, you know, Ric Flair, the playboy, and, uh, you know, here's Ricky as the, you know, the, the family man, that really was the case, was it not? Is that not really Ricky? Is he not really kind of a, you know, a good guy in the back too? Oh, yeah. Ricky is super nice, man. You know, I yeah. love meeting up with him when if we do signings or we on any kind of indie shows. I, I go, me and Ricky, we, we get right together and get in the corner and we watch everything and we criticize it and some <laughs> stuff we put over. Yep. You know what I mean? And we, we sit and that's how I learned too to sit and be talking with a guy like Ricky Steamboat, you know what I mean? And he shares those secrets, you know, and that, that knowledge that he has for the ring, he's sharing that with me. And he didn't just start doing that. Me and him have always been close and talked to each other, you know, over the year. So I learned, but a lot of people never thought I learned, you know what I mean? So, yep. yeah, you have, you have to keep it a secret because you can't, you can't let them know everything. Now, let me ask you, did people like uh, Ricky, did they eventually say, hey, I want so-and-so to ref my match? Were you ever re requested to ref matches? Because I always found when I was an independent that there were certain referees I really liked. And I wanted I wanted them to work my match because I knew how they would perform in the well, ring. So I think I was selected to be a part of that uh, Chi-Town Heat when uh, yeah. him and Flair, for that match. I was selected to do that because they knew. You know what I mean? They knew I, I knew what I was doing. And uh, and my thing too, I was a lot verbal and I was a lot body more body language. So yep. you know, I could you know what I mean. I knew exactly what my role was there. 
So, uh, yeah, man, and uh, Mike Yoda, he's another guy that I remember Taker and somebody. No, it was Rock and somebody. I forget what Rock, maybe Rock and Hogan, they requested uh, Kyoto, I believe. But anyway, I could that could be wrong. I don't remember. But I remember yeah. Kyoto having to do special matches like that. They didn't want nobody but him. Then back in uh, NWA days, Flair didn't want anybody but Tommy Young. Yeah, yeah. Now, Tommy, uh, Tommy was in the business. Uh, he was there already when you started, right? Yes. Did he help kind of train you a little bit or give you any advice? Well, he gave me, yeah. Yeah, Tommy gave me a lot of advice. I happened to, to ride, you know, I got a chance to ride with him a little bit. Uh, sometimes I went to Charlotte. Uh, Tommy invited me to his house. We had a, I had a chance to stay with him. And the good part about it, you know, Tommy, you know, you never know about Tommy. He was so straight edge. You yep. know, I never did see him drink or nothing, you know. And so at the time, you know, I'm smoking, you know. So when I get to to, to 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 Tommy's house, you know, so I don't know what to do. I'm I'm like, well, maybe I better go outside and hit this joint and then go inside. So I told Tommy, I said, I'll be on in. So Tommy looks and he see he comes out and he catches me. He says, oh, you could have come in. And I get in Tommy's house. He's got a fucking bag this big. <laughs> <laughs> that's something i never would have thought never would have thought yeah brother yeah. And, i mean he and the, and the and the stuff he had was 10 times better than the stuff i had <laughs> he was oh, laughing at George. <laughs> brother i was I, I i was thrown off i was knocked off my feet i'm telling you it was the greatest time i ever had <laughs> Tommy was on TV all the time. I, you know, I the, the referees I remember uh, were Tommy Young. I remember you and Nick Patrick. And, and, oh, by the way, Nick Patrick will be a special guest on Road Trip After Hours this coming uh, Friday on our next episode. This is 8-8-23, uh, so it'll be on the Friday coming up uh, that we'll have Nick Patrick with us, and uh, we're looking forward to having a lot of fun. In fact, I spoke with him just earlier, Teddy, and confirmed everything. So Okay, great. That should be a lot of fun. Hey, uh, Nia Jax is now rumored to be making a return to WWE. Uh, she was in uh, something on social media I just saw yesterday. Her and Charlotte Flair, they were working out together, uh, and she has peeled off a lot of weight. Have you ever had a chance to meet her? Did you work with her? Oh, I used to flirt with her all the time. <laughs> tell me more <laughs> she was a beautiful woman i mean yeah and, and i'm not a I, i'm not this is no offense but i'm not usually attracted to big beautiful women yeah but she just had a look that was just yeah. like yeah yeah she is man yeah she's beautiful man and like i said but she's a sweetheart too man and uh she's always come up and mess with me and i like i said i flirt with her all the time <laughs> you know yeah now is a sweetheart but the one thing i like about her she don't take no shit Oh no, you can you know tell. What I mean, ain't none of them little, ain't none of them girls down there smaller than her think that they're gonna come in there and bump her around. She's gonna sell for them. That's not how this goes. And but she when, knows how this works. So she knows how to protect herself. And you know, I, I love her for that. Do you think that some of her uh protecting her image and her character got her in trouble a little bit because she is a big girl, but there are a lot of times when you know some of the people look like they got their nose out of joint, <clears throat> you know, because uh, of something she may have done. But the truth is, she's just trying to play her character. She's well, trying to be the person that you want that, that they want her to be. Right. So you might have she might have got heat for being herself. Yes. You know what I mean. That's all it is. You know, they they sometimes you know they got uh, maybe a smaller opponent that they want to try to get over. And they feel like if Naya takes this big bump or they do something with Naya, that this get this, that'll get this little small person over. That's how they think sometimes. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, it doesn't work like that. Sometimes the fans look at that like that ain't that ain't believable. 
they ain't buying that. You know what I mean? But sometimes the writers or people that do this stuff, sometimes they don't think about it. Like I said, now basically our business is basically turned into entertainment. So, you know, they look at it like, well, you know, this ain't real, so come on. You know, but people like Naya, it is real to them because they they, they were trained and brought up the right way yes. to protect yourself. You know what I mean? Don't get out there and let nobody bury you, you know? So it's good. Nothing wrong with doing business, but there's always a way to do business. Do you think that uh, they would try to bring her into the uh, the family storyline, or do you think it'd be best to keep her away from that? I'd keep her away from that. Yeah, I because agree. that's they've been involved in that so long now. I, I, to me, I don't know, but I slowly see that you know ending. Yes. So I don't think there's no spot, for, no place for her to come in there at all. Only thing I think could save that if they were going to try to continue it, then they may. I don't know, but I think there's a part for Rikishi right now. Yeah, I, well, I think it's overdue, to be honest with you. And I, we're going to talk about that right before we get off. Uh, I got one more thing I want to bring up. Uh, we got a lot more, but I got uh, one more thing I want to bring up. Um, in fact, I'm trying to figure, figure out what I actually want to talk. All right, let's talk about Billy Gunn before I get to that. Uh, Billy Gunn competed in AEW as well last week in a match. And uh, at the end of the match, Billy sat down in the ring and removed his boots, left him in the ring and walked away, uh, kind of giving people the feeling that he has – Called it quits as far as being a performer uh, in the ring. I didn't know if you had a chance to see that. What are your thoughts on that if he is retiring and any memories of Billy Gunn working with him? Well, no, I didn't see any. That happened on AEW, right? Yeah. I didn't see it. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Billy Gunn, great guy. Had a chance to work with him when I first went to WWE. And, uh, you know, always been nice to me. Never, you know, had no problem with Billy. You know, great guy. Um, He could be. Getting ready to step away, who knows? This could be an angle. You know, we just don't know right now. You know, we, yeah. what they left you with there was a tease. So so now you're going to have to try to, you know, and also that's a, a, a rating hooker. Yes. You know what I mean? you got to watch now to really find out, you know, exactly what's re- why did this happen or what's really going down. So that's a rating hooker and that's a tease. So we just going to have to wait and see. But uh, like I said, if Billy is get, retired, I mean, he, he had a great career. I mean, brother, believe me, I, you know, congratulations to him. And yeah. that, you know, like I said, I don't be, I think guys, you know, that, you know, if you've had enough, you've had enough, you know, know where to draw the line, you know, stop so you can enjoy the rest of your life, you know, you know what I mean? Don't end the rest of your life in a wheelchair or you can't hardly walk, you know Correct. what I mean? From taking all these bumps over the years, you know what I mean? Robert Gibson, uh, I just talked to him the other day. He just had some kind of replacement in his hip. You know what I mean? And so I, me and him were talking, and I said, no more bumps, Robert. You, you come telling you, man. So, yeah. yeah. So, Billy Gunn, congratulations if you're retiring. We, we don't know yet, but let's just wait and see what happens. Yeah, I'd be curious to see what happens. And, uh, and on behalf of uh, Billy Gunn, uh, because Bill Actor is not here today, he's on special assignment uh, for Sports Illustrated uh, cover shoot uh, with the female uh, bikini issue. So, um, you know, I, I got to figure out what issue that is, too, because that'd be awesome. Wait, wait, to wait, see. wait, wait. I just got this right. I just got this in right here. I'm reading this right here. It says, uh, Wait a minute. This is from Magic City, the strip club in Atlanta, Georgia. They're ah. having a they having a let's see twerk, twerking contest tonight, and there's a special judge, Bill After. I knew it. I knew it. He stood us up to go to a ladies' bar. They just sent me this. I'm just reading this. Bill After is hosting a twerking contest at Magic City in Atlanta, <laughs> in Atlanta Georgia. Wow. 
Oh my God. Hey, Teddy and I are available for those things. Uh, anyhow, as Billy Gunn would say, because he's not here now and Bill's not here, fuck Bill After. <laughs> I'm Mac Davis. That's WWE Hall of Famer Teddy Long. And this has been Road Trip. No, it's not Road Trip. No, it's not. <laughs> this has been the Wrestling Time Machine. We'll see you next week. Holla, players. Bing, boom, boom. That was good on the tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, he, he said, just tell people I'm on assignment. I'm like, no, hell no. <laughs> Uh-oh, what did I do here? I, I don't know. My, I You're stop. always messing something up. I got to exit the full screen. That's what it is. Yeah. Well, I told him, I just got this in. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to.